Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Section K podcast. Today is Thursday, September the 3rd. We're back after a nice little month-long break. Been busy times in the Porterfield, Headland, Rutherford worlds. Um, we're finally getting back to it. So um, shout out everyone that's been out on the road for the past like two months. Idaho, Oregon, heading down to Rancho now. Uh, shout out everyone that's out on the West Coast and everyone that's heading to West Monroe this, this next week. Before we get into our discussion, I wanted to take some time and shout out Ghostwood Distillery. we got a bottle of Ghostwood with us here. Um, I'm currently sipping on some Ghostwood and 7-Up. Super smooth, super easy uh, to drink, and uh, just an all-around great whiskey. Uh, what are you guys sipping on right now? Uh, we definitely have a little Ghostwood. Mine's a little more embracing the unknown with just on the rocks. Absolutely. With a splash of water. Yeah, I don't know if everyone saw, but ghostwood has now launched in texas if you're in the weatherford area be sure to head over to shrick's liquors 2 right there in hudson oaks um, right by the walmart kind of by jerry's and everything that's right there where 180 and 20 intersect on the way to fort worth Uh, be sure to dial yourself in and embrace the unknown with your very own bottle of ghostwood bourbon so big shout out to ghostwood distillery on today's episode we're going to sh- catch up on the cutting horse world and just catch up in general. Boys, we haven't been together in a while. Things have been busy. First and foremost, I'm just going to ask the question that I'm sure everybody's wanting to know. How are the, th- how are the three-year-olds working? Go ahead, Cody. <laughs> I don't want to talk about three-year-olds. It's too early. They're working Anyways, good. Yeah, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Amarillo. Our last episode, we had... Mr. Rodrigo Taboga on right before he headed out to the West Texas Futurity. And, of course, he had that Section K podcast bump, went on to Amarillo, Texas, and just won the Open Derby aboard the great stallion Sanctus that is really establishing a name for himself in the show pen in the year 2020. I feel like that's a line that our buddy Evan Moffat would say while he was commentating some finals somewhere. But, yeah, Sanctus is on fire. Um, Obviously, West Texas is kind of in the past, but since we haven't gotten together – we have to talk about Rodrigo's just domination and uh, the continuing of uh, just everywhere he goes, he picks up a check or, or wins the, the whole damn cutting. Yeah, he is he's unbelievable, but, you know, that that horse is, is the one to beat right now, in my opinion. Um, Absolutely. I mean, he's definitely proved it. Um, on this topic, um, out at Idaho – if you're watching the horse for the year races, Don had a little tough luck having a great run. He had a little tough luck and got ran over. In the first go-around, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. but he was having a definitely a – in my opinion, I I wasn't there, but on my phone watching, it was a great run and got ran over. So that's very unfortunate, but it also – really opens up the horse yeah, of the year race. Up. Yeah, cause I think um, last because time I Rodrigo were, didn't get to go out there. Yeah, I think last time I looked, they were 100 points apart maybe or 80 points apart. It's somewhere right in there. I mean, it, it's it's close enough gap to where it's a race. And yeah. that's Sanctus and Twice in Santiago, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that, West Coast, that West Coast uh, stretch, Headland, you've been out there obviously growing up in California. That West Coast stretch is – quite the trip um it can be i'm sure mentally and both physically and mentally draining but um you got any 
pointers for people heading to Rancho after after getting done in Idaho? Man, I hope the cutting happens. I don't know. I guess uh, the situation in California with the pan- pandemic is uh, still happening somewhat. There's a lot of shutdown still. I know in uh, down in Los Angeles, it's pretty bad down there. And also the fires and whatnot, I know they had to evacuate or they had to leave the cutting in Watsonville a couple days early for evacuees from all the fires down in Southern California and whatnot. And, and so I just hope that it happens, yeah. but it's probably going to be hot. Drink lots of water. It's a, uh, it's a fun little trip though. I've been to Oregon. I've been to Redmond, Oregon before, not for the Cascades cutting, but I've been there before and it's a beautiful facility And Idaho's one of my favorite shows of all time. And obviously, Rancho Marietta is like home, so that West Coast trip is always a fun one. It kind of sucks that the COVID and and just the way things are at this present time that it probably isn't as big as it as those cuttings should be because they are good, good quality cutting events on on the West Coast of the United States. So, well, that's kind of what's crazy is to think about how long we've been in the whole COVID pandemic deal. It's been almost eight months now, I think, or seven months rather. And I mean, it seems like there for a while on the podcast in March and April and May, things were pretty worrisome. And now it just seems like just especially during this break that we've had uh, since we've all gotten together just in the last month, things are really for me. And in, I feel like in Fort Worth and Weatherford and whatnot, are pretty much getting back to normal. So it, it is interesting to see and think about how the West Coast is really one of the only places that's still reeling from COVID and Pac-12 not playing football and the Big Big Ten considering coming back to play football. It's just weird to see how politically, and that's another conversation for another day, but how, I mean, that's affecting our industry and it's affecting events that people need to attend not only for horse of the year races and points and um, lifetime earnings on their horses, but uh, to make a living and uh, have that money in their pockets from the fall run. I mean, a Don, he does that every year and that's a yep. huge part of his year. Um, a lot of the earnings. And I mean, he obviously wins everywhere he goes, but as busy as his schedule is the COVID, I mean, it obviously, it obviously has affected people um, not having a couple of our primary and premier events uh, this year due to it. But it still looked like Cascades went off without a hitch. I think they might have had to wear masks. I don't really even know how, what the stipulations there were, and I don't, I don't, I'm wasn't up to date on Idaho's restrictions or anything like that. But they all went off without a hitch, and yeah. hopefully we can just keep on keeping on and keep having cuttings and and keep the business rolling. Because when you guys were at West Texas, were the masks just highly encouraged or? Were there people you know, kind of monitoring that? At first, they were. Um, yeah, they were heavily encouraged the whole show. I won't say that. Yeah. But nobody was walking around worried. I don't know no. one person. I mean, it's more of an aggravation than it is, you know. But it's one more hey, thing to forget in the truck before you walk into the restaurant. I mean, honestly, it is, <laughs> you know. But like yeah. you said, this is affecting not only our industry but our world yeah. right now. I mean – you know, we have one of the biggest elections of our lives coming up for us, but also our children and their children. And, I mean, the world as we know it 
could change. I don't believe it will. I, I think we'll definitely the right person will get in there. But, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, the world right now is absolutely insane. I mean, just from sports shutting down for COVID and then shutting down for racial injustices, it's just crazy to see how much things have changed uh, just in one calendar year. I mean, you think about where we were this time last year, talking about the fall run and talking about, um, I mean, you wouldn't have ever thought in a million years you'd be having to wear a mask around Will yeah. Rogers to show at the Derby in 2020, and, and look where we are now. Um, we're talking about horse shows in California that, I mean, even when COVID picked up in March, sure, we all thought by the time September, October rolled around, like, oh, we'll, yeah, all, we'll every, all be there. Yeah, it'll all be good, and, and everything will be uh, contained, and this will all social distancing crap will come to an end, but it just hasn't, and that's that's kind of what's insane. Yep, but at least we're blessed, and we get to keep having cuttings. Um, there's, I mean, just like we said about the Cascades and uh, Carol's cutting rent, uh, the Foothill and Fiesta. Um, they uh, had the Way Out West series, and they have the the open non-pro amateur, and then they also did the trainer challenge. What is it, Jeep? Uh, what's the car oh, that they're yeah. giving away? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a Jeep, Jeep truck. Yep. Yeah, the Jeep truck, and it's looking like it's going to be either Monty or, or Morgan. I, I bet it comes down down to Rancho and how both their barns do there at Rancho. So kind of explain how that deal worked. So the way Carol explained it to me uh, was that it's whoever's trainers, amateurs, and non-pros, I believe, win the most money. So it kind of sounds like the old non-pro deal with the Clapper Spurs, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, Whoever's sir. customers, yep. combined customers, mm-hmm. whoever, whatever trainer you identify with, yeah. uh, you combine all their customers' earnings at, is it all, what is it, Oregon? Yeah, it's the Way Out West series shows okay. Oregon, Idaho, and, and Rancho. Rancho. And Rancho's the final one. So I believe that, uh, I think I think what, what Mark Michael say on his Snapchat, that it's coming down to Morgan and Monty. I think yeah, I did see that so. now that you mentioned that. That's, yep. that's super awesome to see. I mean, during a down year. Yeah, what the, a cool prize. Yeah, the mm-hmm. West Coasters rallying together to, um, I mean, obviously that way out West deal is super cool in and of itself, yeah. being able to crack out those awesome horses and, and show them in the, in the weekend classes. But then you throw in the added incentive to the trainers to put out that much extra effort and, and uh, really go that extra mile to hopefully ensure that they're swinging around the west coast because i assume it's gonna yeah they go down there and they want their all their customers to do the best every time but darn sure getting to drive around a jeep for a year that wouldn't be a bad little prize may not take the risk on that on that gray muley for your might cut late yeah might cut the little red baldy that's standing there absolutely or you might take the risk on the little gray muley because you got to win that money because that's business baby throws a wrench in the machine (laughs) that's what's awesome i think totally don't don't uh, don't go down sitting still. <laughs> Swing for the fence. Speaking of Adon, your West Texas five six open champion, Bad Boon Arising, another horse that's been on fire since its first show at the Futurity as a three year old. Uh, Rolls Royce was in second place. You guys were both at West Texas. Did y'all watching the five six open finals? Yeah, I helped Bo, and it it was good. Um, Don definitely had a great run. Um, well, they all did. There was a bunch of good runs. Um, a 5-6 open this year, it sucks so bad that we didn't have 
all yeah. these shows because the crop of horses. Oh, our four year Yeah, the four year olds. The crop too. of horses so that are out there. Yeah. Uh, that's why I think the cuttings are, are big and, and going strong. Because um, we all love this sport for the same reason. I, I don't care who you are, there's nothing like going and watching. I mean, horse. you just mentioned two guys, Adon and Bo, show those two horses, not to mention the other 50 that are out there that we all like to watch. Um, not to mention the other 18, 19 that were in the finals, not to mention the next 10 that were right below the bubble line. That, yeah, that missed it by a half a point. By half I, mean. A point. I, mean, I mean, so many great horses. Yeah. Speaking of great horses, Showbiz Kitty, the mother to both the yeah, champion and reserve champion. She's been a heck of a broodmare and, and – both those horses are in good programs, started by the same guy. Yeah, and shout-out to uh, Roy Stalkup. Yep. Um, that man has done a great job for a long time, it mm-hmm. looks like, and and uh, it's cool to see his kind of breeding take yep. off the way it has, but also his training. I mean, yep. he's, he's al- always done a great job, but I feel like finally getting the respect, you know, maybe he's worked and so hard for. Horse fl- and having and the, the horse flesh. flesh yeah, totally. Know? I, think I mean, that's, that's absolutely- awesome. And that's something to be said, too, for a broodmare to have two championship caliber, open championship caliber horses that uh, are by two different studs. And that just is a, then you a look at perfect example of mare power. I mean, yep. There's so exactly. many of them out there. I mean, we can sit there and well, talk then, about yeah. So then Julie's, Julie's mare is out of SS Black's little kitty, who then is the mother to Blackish and – and all those, I mean, it's just. And she's it, by. Oddish. Yeah, but the SS Black's little kitty's mama is. No, I know. What's her name? Yeah, 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 that's what I was saying. Yeah, Showbiz. Showbiz Kitty. Showbiz yeah. Kitty, yeah. Yep. Yeah, pretty neat, man. Yeah. No, what, that's a awesome. of, what a line of horses and shout out. Royce we got to be careful talking pedigrees without Evan here. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. true. Sorry, Evan, we got a little fumbly there. That's true. Um, I'll tell you what, another incredible horse that. Um, just won a championship out in Vegas is Scooter Cat. Scooter Cat. Scooter Cat. Justin Wright. an incredible horse. I got to watch. I was just bored the other night and flipped on the cow work, and he happened to be going. And what an unbelievable horse. I feel like you could have done literally anything with that horse, gone any direction with him when when he was a two-year-old or a three-year-old or whatever you wanted him to to do, he would have probably done. But um, watching that horse really rain, do the cutting, and go down, I mean, all three events – he just I, excels at. I tell you, I feel like I've watched more of the cow horse the last two years, uh, and I'm going to say it, it has to do with that certain set of horses. Not, you know, Justin definitely. He's a, that guy's a freak. I mean, how many of the top out of the top thirty did he have in there? I, yeah, I it forgot. was a it bunch. Was ridiculous. I mean, yeah, like through all the first the, guy the first two events. Tank and yeah, a, through yeah, the first like, two events, he had like five in the top eight or something like yeah, that. Yeah, crazy. Know. I looked at it. And Shout like, out to shit. him. Yeah. What a great job. But, you know, the horse at Corey Cushing's ride. I mean, there's so many. Kelby Phillips. All them guys are so awesome. And, hey, what about Spud Sheehan? Yep. Spud Boy, he's starting to, starting to dip in there a little bit. Yep. That's pretty pretty sweet. I watched his horses out there. They look legit. That was pretty cool. And Clay it's, Vollmer and, I mean, all the – same guys that win all the time too. Yep. Chris Dawson and his wife. I mean, they're all dominant. But but speaking I, of the COVID impact and cutting, I mean, yeah. that right there is proof that like, I mean, I'm not saying that cutting is the best, but our sport 
facilitates a lot of other sports too. I mean, those are cutting. Well, those are cutting horse bred horses in the cow Cody, horse. The other day, I was their their line out of their finals is pretty neat. Yeah. it shows the mama as well as the mm-hmm. dad and, and the breeder and too, the breeder probably. and man, ninety percent of them were out of our breeding programs in our cutting industry and out of our great mares and it just shows that mare power is the bomb yeah, you'll mean. see a lot of kathleen moore bred horses uh, going in the cow oh, horse wow yeah their programs just you'll see a ton of obviously alvin fultz and and the metallic cats and and all that good stuff but it's it is insane and wild to see uh just the impact the cutting horse breeders specifically have have on that industry Absolutely. And it's cool to see an event in Vegas. It's got to pump us up. Um, the Pacific Coast Futurity is one of everyone's favorite events, and uh, I know it made me happy to see that uh, there was a horse show going on at South Point. So don't get too pumped up. Hopefully, that means that people will be able to go in October. We're going to keep our fingers crossed, but uh, hopefully, tables are closed and the bars are closed. Are they really? Yep. Only things open is restaurants. That's what Johnny told me. When I talked to him the other the day, the what? The the only thing open is the restaurants, tables, no gambling, and what? No, no bars are open. What? That is sad. So it's basically no, time out. That's Johnny told me he saved fifteen hundred dollars because you not a single. Just popped my balloon. Yeah, right dude. now at my own party. Yeah, that's breaking news. That's on breaking the Section news. K podcast for Live coming at you live. <laughs> I I didn't tell you all that because I wanted to say. Wow, that's a. Man, that's a huge. But, I mean, I mean, that's pretty much just like going to a cutting in West Monroe now. I mean, you've got restaurants and the stalls. I don't know though. That makes a good joint up there. Yeah, pretty then good. You hit the steakhouse every few nights. The lounge is open in front of the steakhouse. Oh yeah, and the Oyster Italian Bar. food place. The Italian food place, right? You know there. that milkshake place is open. I mean, steak and shake. Hey, Amen. Mm-hmm. Kate's Corner. It's open. Guaranteed. What about the sports book? I wonder if the it's deli, the sports book. I wonder if you can put wagers on sports. I don't know. That wasn't something that Johnny was into, so it didn't seem like. But didn't go put any wagers on Aussie rules football or anything like that. <laughs> not that, not that I knew of. But yeah, he said it was a little different there. It was uh, just the restaurants open, and so it'll be interesting to see what what happens come October, and. There's going to be a lot of cutters that because I mean they've already talked don't about lose a lot of money during that that event. I don't win a lot. I, mean, I don't go there to lose, Kibble. I know you don't, but there's but I do people that we know that definitely donate some like, large sums of money to to the uh, gone casino fund for sure, for sure. I mean, heck, I've done it before. Oh yeah, no, you're, you're, you're not gambling if I you don't donate a little. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see what what goes on for us at South Point. This yeah, year. hopefully for the at sake of the horse show. And they've already talked about not having the NFR in Vegas too. They gotta have the NFR. They'll have it somewhere. Porterfield and I were talking about this on the golf course the other day. They will absolutely have the NFR somewhere. It'll be in Lazy E in Guthrie. No, they're talking about moving it out of Vegas. So that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a bummer too, though. I mean, that's they'll have it. No, yeah. it's we'll have our fraternity too. I bet. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people that invest time into the fraternity, so I bet we have the fraternity. But well, then you just think about all the vendors at both the NFR and the fraternity, and it affects so many people. Every lives. single equine event there is, there's so many people that make a living 
Oh yeah. Um, selling stuff Huge. and making mm-hmm. stuff and selling it, or buying stuff and trading it like your Trey Bells. So it is. It's uh, hopefully things get back to normal sooner than later. So, speaking of big fraternities, small fraternities are in full swing. Tatum and, and speaking of good breeding programs like Showbiz Kitty, Easy E's, proven to be quite the broodmare too. Obviously, she yeah. proved it with Crazy and and Jay Z and now Double Z, and uh, it's just a product of good breeding program, good mares, and good, good horses, training. good training, Showing. good opportunities, and and that's awesome to watch Tatum win on on it. Uh, freshman sire too raising the cash out of their yeah. great mare and, and then he was second reserve at second idaho at idaho behind and, monty and monty who won oregon on that mare and i believe won idaho on the same mare and i mean that's cool small fraternity horses must be good i didn't have any yeah they they look good out there at west texas mm-hmm. um quarantine is probably good for them colts yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't shock me year to year. It gets tougher and tougher. Yeah. It's Everything crazy. is. Yeah. Everything is, whether it's cow horse cutting, the rope horse fraternity's growing, that thing's going to start getting bigger. Yeah. The raining. Didn't it used to be at West Texas you could go mark like a pair of 14s or a pair of 15s and be pretty pretty golden to make the finals? Hell, when I started this, Taryn, all he used to do is preach to me, try to mark a 16, which took us for forever, but <laughs> – you, um, there was a couple of years where you could mark like a 12 and an 11. It took like a 423 to make it back one year. I mean, it, but that's just small fraternities. I mean, the cows yeah. the cows can be rank and the yeah. horses could be not ready for it. I mean, they're just baby colts. Well, now so. it takes, what, well, like that was at the big fraternity. I mean, yeah. Yeah, mark no. a couple 16s and I'm like, yeah. I remember how hard that used to feel. And now it's like, oh, only, yeah, you mark a couple 16s, goodbye. There's only two years that I can Thanks remember, I think. Maybe three years that I can remember. That it's taken over a 432. I think it was like 90, 2001 maybe. And then, because my dad marked a pair of 16s on Telus Lies and missed the semifinals by a half a point. And then I think the last two years, what did it take this last year? 434 and a half maybe? Or 436 yeah. and a half? It, it was took a, a lot. It was, it was a, a bunch. Lot. It was it a, took an avalanche of points. Yeah, it was, it was a bunch. A lot. Yeah, I think it was a 34 and a half. And then the year. What was it the year before? 33, I think, or 30, I don't know, 32 and a half, I think. I but don't it's, remember. It's just cutting in, in general in all horse events. I mean, it's getting so specialized now. Well, it seems like there's always somebody that bursts on scene every year, whether it's a Rodrigo Toboga or whoever. So that's what that's what's cool about cutting is, sure, it seems like the same guys win every time, but also there is that factor where – could be anybody's day, mm-hmm. anybody's day to uh, take home the piggy bank full of money. Well, folks, this has been a fun episode. We're glad to be back. We're going to vow to be um, more regular. Things have been hectic, and hopefully with the fraternity heating up and fraternity season heating up, we'll have some, some cool content and some cool conversations to bring to you. Um, I know we've been brainstorming ideas on people to interview and things to talk about, so um, we haven't completely shut off from Section K, so don't think that at all. Um, we're going to be doing everything we can to uh, all get together and 
shoot the breeze about the cutting horses and now the cow horses because just like Porterfield said with the snaffle bit and everything moving to Fort Worth, I feel like I've watched so much more cow horse stuff and, and been more honed in on the results of the cow horse than I ever have. And it's also super fun to watch. So, Well, um, and for all three of us, it truly is like we're fans of the sport because we get – I mean, we've never done it, you know. And so we get to watch a uh, horse event that gets us as excited as cutting does. So that's what I love. I mean, just tuning in and, and keeping up with those guys and, and just seeing all the – I mean, there's for myself, there's a lot of Mattel's cats in the, in the cow horse deal. So Yeah. Yeah, that's cool I mean, to it's, see. It's too. exciting to watch. I didn't even think about that. It's like a proud papa out there. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for tuning in this week. We'll be seeing y'all down the road. Adios. Bye.